Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Welcome to week two of this month's series, which is what to do during slow season. Hopefully, you guys are winding down. You're experiencing a little bit of a lull in the chaoticness that is busy season before things pick up for engagement season, but I'm excited to have you here. I'm giddy about today's episode, which we're going to get to in a second, but we have some things to report. So welcome, welcome back, whether this is your first time or hundredth time here at the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. A little update on what's new. Um, One, if you've been listening lately, you know that I started new meds and we have finally found a system that works and I am so excited. I'm so giddy. I feel like I'm finally coming back to being a normal human being again, which has been lovely. So let this be a reminder that sometimes it's not a you problem, it's a chemical problem and you should contact your therapist and or psychiatrist and get help if you need it. And it is coming up on Thanksgiving, which I'm so excited about. I am actually bringing out some of my siblings for Thanksgiving, which I like haven't had a Thanksgiving. For those who don't know, actually, I don't think anyone knows because I literally never talk about it. It's one of my hard rules, but my parents are divorced. So I have siblings kind of all over. And these are my California siblings and I am bringing them out for Thanksgiving. And I'm so excited because we haven't had a major holiday together in forever. I'm like maybe a decade. It's been a really, really long time. So I'm incredibly excited to show them the city, get to explore a little bit. I also haven't really had like a big holiday in the city before with like a group of people I love. I was here for Thanksgiving once, but I didn't know a ton of people. So it's going to be really beautiful. I'm so excited. And that means Black Friday is coming up, which I have mixed feelings on Black Friday this year. I feel like I started getting emails about Black Friday like come November 1st. Actually, no, I think I got some in October and I was like, this feels like a lot. So I'm hesitant to even talk about Black Friday, but I know a lot of people are prepping early this year. So I'm like, here I am telling you about what's happening (laughs) for Black Friday. Black Friday is always our biggest sale of the year. So Let yourself be warned. Let yourself, you know, plan accordingly. But we are doing 50% off everything. That is everything from SSS to the artificial light course to the presets to you name it. It doesn't count for one-on-one offerings. This is only for online education, but we do 50% off everything and we never do sales like this. So if there's something that you have been eyeing in the Eden Strader education realm, mark your calendars. We're going to be doing Black Friday. We will not be doing a three-week long Black Friday like everyone else. Um, Just kidding. I'm sure there are people doing normal Black Friday, but I'm like, Black Friday is Black Friday for a reason. Can I say Black Friday more often? But anyway, we're doing 50% off everything. So mark your calendars. That's what's going on. And VIP days are back. I'm so excited. VIP days are back. We also have a couple more spots left for Becoming. I've been getting a couple questions on this. Um, Usually Becoming, we book over the winter. We never like end up selling it out while we're advertising it. So people get hesitant to fill out an application. But for both VIP days and Becoming, we have a couple spots left. So VIP days just opened for probably honestly for January, most realistically, just with the holidays. So we have three spots available for VIP days. And I want to say we have two or three 
three spots left for Becoming. So if you have been looking for one-on-one coaching, here's kind of how I differentiate the two. And I suggest like looking at VIP days versus Becoming. If you are someone that wants help with one or two, maybe even three things within your business, and you're someone that is like really self-motivated and can handle like, you just need someone to tell you exactly what to do and you're going to do it, do a VIP day. They are like a one day intensive one-on-one workshop for you and your business. And you will leave with a complete overhead of your business and a complete step-by-step to-do list on exactly what you need to do in order to hit your goals. Becoming is what I suggest for someone that one is wanting to see a lot of changes within their business, but two is someone that really benefits from like maybe taking things a hair slower. They don't want to feel like they're drinking out of a fire hydrant and they enjoy slash benefit from long-term support because within becoming, you get nine to 12 months of like unlimited access to me, which means you can ask me anything and everything for like a year, which is really cool when people take full advantage of that. And so that is what I suggest if you're someone that you're like, I need, you know, a little bit more support. I want to keep having access to you. I want, you know, help kind of around the clock rather than just getting it all in one day. So that's kind of the difference between VIP days and becoming. But yeah, so we have a couple spots left. These are the only ways to work with me one-on-one in the new year. So if you have been thinking about it, come fill out an application. It is never a fill out a form, pay immediately. Um, We can do consult. We definitely always do consultation calls for becoming. um, And they are consultation calls, not sales calls. I want to make sure that you are just as much a fit for me as I am for you so that we can make the most of the program. And we can also do consultation calls for VIP days. I'm no stranger to the fact that investing in things is scary, especially in the current state of our coaching industry. So fill out an application. Let's hop on a phone call. Let's chat through what you're looking for, um, what's going on in your business, where we want to take it, all of that good stuff. So yeah, that's a little bit about what's going on. So to summarize, VIP days, Becoming, Black Friday, all of that good stuff. So we will link everything for you guys in the show notes, but I'm really, really excited. Today on the podcast, though, let's talk about what we're talking about today, which we have the one and only Maya Nicole. Cole on the podcast. And I'm so giddy even just recording this intro. I always record the intro like after the episode. I'm so excited to listen back to this episode. Maya is a genius. She is so smart and this episode is so helpful. And she is talking to us about how to make money on Instagram and how to actually use Instagram from a very like logistical standpoint. And she oh my gosh, she knows her stuff. You know how when you like try to learn about Instagram, there's like 10,000 contradicting things. Maya goes straight to the source and then makes it really easy to understand what's, you know, the source the heads of Instagram are saying and what that looks like for us in our business. She's a genius. I loved learning from her. This is an episode where I'm going to go back and listen and going to like pull out my journal and take a million notes. So I'm so excited for you guys to learn from her. If you are someone that listens to podcasts on the road or something like that, be prepared to listen to this episode again and take notes because she is absolutely incredible. So let's go ahead and get into it. And as always, subscribe, make sure you don't miss the rest of this month, the rest of this series season, all of that good stuff. Leave us a review. If you find this episode helpful, share it on your stories. It means more than you know. Give us a tag too, so that we can say thank you, say hi, become besties, all of that good stuff. But yeah, I'm gonna stop chatting now. Let's get into it. So here we go. Let's learn from Maya. Welcome back, you guys, to the podcast and welcome Maya Nicole. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much for coming on. 
thank you so much for having me it's been a wild ride to get here but we're here (laughs) we're here we finally made it I thought it was Friday it's not it's Thursday I'm like we had a lot going against us but we got here in the end um for those that don't know you yet could you introduce yourself tell us a little about you yeah for sure I always like I've been asked this question five million times and for some reason whenever I get asked this I'm like wait who actually am I what actually do I do (laughs) reciting the elevator pitch is tough (laughs) yeah yeah no for sure and it's like something that I teach my clients too I'm like hey you know if I said you know what do you do like what are you gonna say back to me and then I don't even have my own answer to that question so I guess my elevator pitch would be that I am an Instagram strategist and as of like a year ago I also transitioned into the business coaching space so specifically for service-based businesses and so my my big thing is organic marketing organic sales and so that is really what uh and I guess organic growth on Instagram all things organic uh that is really like my focus and that is what I teach amazing how did you like how'd you get started in this I think like one of the things that drew me to your account and you specifically is correct me if I'm wrong I think you've grown in the last couple years specifically which the last couple years on Instagram have been everyone's least favorite couple years because of like the algorithm and the ability to grow so I was like holy shit this girl is doing something so right if this is like the time period in which you've grown can you tell us a little bit about that yeah for sure um do you want the short version or the longer version both a mix surprise me (laughs) okay okay perfect we'll do like right in the middle there somewhere so going way back my journey really started in network marketing and so in 2019 I got into the nursing program at my university and I realized that I needed to have a flexible job that would get me through school that I could make money and so I actually ended up coming across an ad on Instagram for network marketing And I grew up in a really small town in Idaho. I wasn't really exposed to making money online, like anything. Like I didn't know anyone who was actually doing that, like personally. And, you know, I saw big bloggers and influencers and even photographers who were traveling the world and like doing that. And I was like, that'd be so cool to have that flexibility and be able to do that. But like, I didn't really ever see that as like a possibility for me. So when network marketing came around, I was like, oh, sure. Like I need hair and skincare products anyway. So let's just dive in and see what happens. And after my first semester of nursing school, I ended up falling in love with network marketing. And I took my business full-time that summer, ended up dropping out of uh, college a few months after that. So in August of 2020, I dropped out of nursing school. So about a year after Uh, just under a year after starting network marketing and I took my network marketing business full-time and that really was like my five-year 10-year even 20-year plan like I loved network marketing specifically marketing on social media like the content creation side of things like social media in general just really fascinated me and I love the photography aspect of it and just getting really creative like I love design I love the aesthetics of it So that's really what like set my soul on fire inside of network marketing. And so fast forward to beginning of 2021, Reels came, well, Reels came out technically a few months before that, but there was a lot of hype that came at the beginning of 2021 around doing like your 30 day Reel challenges. And so I saw these people who were growing like tens of thousands of followers by doing these 30 day Reel challenges. And 
I will just say to back up a few steps when reels came out I was anti-reels I was like this is the dumbest thing ever like I wasn't someone who was on TikTok I also thought that TikTok was stupid like I was like I'm not I'm not gonna jump on it like this is just gonna be a fad like it's gonna go away like video content is gonna go away well you know here we are several years later obviously that's not the case um but when 2021 came around and I saw these people who were growing I recognize the potential of how important it is for visibility in a business to be able to drive more sales and to be able to make more money. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm, I want to do this. So I started a 30 day reels challenge in May of 2021. At that time I had like 2,900 followers on Instagram, mainly family and friends and maybe like friends of friends. Like I'm talking like really small audience. And uh, again, it was not people who were necessarily like my ideal customer by any means. So I started that 30 day reels challenge with high hopes of growing tens of thousands of followers. And as you can probably guess, that didn't happen. So I was feeling a little defeated after those 30 days. I think I grew like maybe 10, 20 followers, like not much, not much at all. But I was so determined. I was like, I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow. And my growth wasn't like, my intention was never, oh, I'm going to become an Instagram expert. It was just simply, I want to grow my visibility because I know that that will help me to to grow my impact and to grow my business. That was really, truly my intention. So I carried on for 60 reels in 60 days. I grew like a thousand-ish followers at that point. So like right under like, right under 4,000 followers is where I hit. Again, great, but not the tens of thousands that I was seeing other people grow. So I was like, okay, I'm determined. I'm going to go 90 reels in 90 days. And so by the end of that time period, so I did 90 reels, 90 days, plus like 30 other posts, like carousel posts on Instagram. So I had posted like 120 times in this 90 day span, which is a lot. And you'd actually be surprised I didn't really grow until two weeks after like my 90 day period like officially ended I had kept at it because I was like well I like creating content I'll just keep at it and I grew from 4k to 10k in two weeks and I hit that 10k mark I got that swipe up link and I was like I've made it in life everyone knows my name like because I had the swipe up link and I was like this is it like I I truly have made it (laughs) that's all I ever wanted. And then like, literally, I think it was like two months after that Instagram came out with the link that everyone had access to. And I was like, Oh, well, not that cool anymore. (laughs) But when I hit 10k, I was like, cool, like I've made it I didn't really like think I was going to continue growing, but I have continued growing and growing and growing and growing. So I had 10k in August of 2021. And fast forward today, um, I'm like, what even month are we in? We're in September of 2023. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I have to do that math every time. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like, it always takes me like the first six months of a new year too, before I like realize that like it's a new year, like when I'm writing down dates and stuff. Anyways, so I am at 286,000 followers now on Instagram. So lots and lots of growth has happened um, within the last two years. And like, how did I transition from network marketing into what it is that I do? Because that's the question that I get asked a lot. It it was me sharing my journey. And so as I was going throughout this 90 day reels challenge, I was sharing what I was learning because I was like, someone else out there has got to be interested by this, whether that was someone else in network marketing or just, again, just anyone out there. I just found it so fascinating of what I was learning, like the data that I was getting 
And so I started sharing that, not not with the intention again of ever becoming an Instagram expert, but I was like, I'm just fascinated by this. I'm going to share it because again, network marketing was my focus. But um, as I started to grow, people started to reach out to me and they're like, hey, like, help me to grow on Instagram. I see that you're growing. I love your tips. Like, help me to grow. And I'm like, oh, like join my network marketing team. And they're like, wait, no, like I already have a business. And I'm like, oh, that, that makes sense. <laughs> and so yeah, <laughs> I opened up a uh, one-on-one coaching and with no expectation of booking that out, I ended up booking that out within like two weeks of launching it. I stayed booked for like the next six months, um, which was as long as I did one-on-one coaching. And then one thing led to another. So I started with one-on-one coaching. I then launched a course, then I launched a membership and it's just been this wild ride ever since. And so that's how I've gotten, that's how I transitioned from network marketing into what I do today. Wow. Okay. So many questions. Um, (laughs) Trying to decide which route I want to go, but that's so wild. And it's crazy to think that like that growth truly happened within two years. So within the last two years, I think the last two years are when I've seen people get the most frustrated with Instagram, myself included, just like, feeling like you're constantly trying while the rules are constantly changing. Like, I feel like it's a, it's become like this mindset of like, I cannot seem to catch up or catch a break with this app. So when it comes to your growth in the last two years, did you continue with like the real focus? Like what did your kind of strategy and growth look like over the last couple of years? Yeah, good question. So I did the 90 reels in 90 days, and then I actually carried on with posting, you know, one time per day, it wasn't necessarily a reel every single time. I did mm-hmm. vary between like carousel posts and reels, not necessarily like a 50, 50 balance. Like for me, it's not really like, Oh, I have to post half, you know, pictures and half reels. It's more of like, what is the best way to present this information? Like, what is the best way to get this to my audience? And like, that's really what my intention is behind choosing those content formats and so it wasn't exactly 50 50 but like I mean looking back I mean it kind of was 50 50 but that wasn't really my intention again and so I did that um for like the first year ish I cut back um by I I posted on um Sundays for a while and then I stopped posting on Sunday so then I went down to six days a week I did that for the first year and a half and then actually starting in the beginning of this year so in January of 2023 I was like I'm all about experimenting I love trying new things and I think that it's so fun to um just just see how things go like that's just like my personality I'm just like let's just see how things go so I decided in January of this year that I was actually going to cut back and post half of the amount of content so now I only post three times per week and so I cut back because I had a lot of questions too where people are like oh well I see that you're growing and you know I see that the volume of content that you're putting out do I have to put out that amount of content in order to grow and so I wanted to be able to prove to people like no you don't have to post every Mm. single day to stay relevant on Instagram and I was seeing so much of that content at the beginning of 2023 where people like I I kid you not I saw a post on my explore page where it was like you have to post every single day to stay relevant on Instagram and I'm like that's not sustainable for most business owners we have a lot of different hats that we're wearing content creation and showing up on Instagram is just one of those hats and like unless you are an Instagram expert like me like where it's like literally my job to post on social media like most people it doesn't make sense for them to be posting you know one one time per day if you're doing that then that's great and I think there's a lot of things that you can learn from that but for most people that's not the case and so I scaled back in this year 
I've grown 80,000 followers by scaling back. Um, so I've still grown a lot um, by scaling back, but that's what my journey in terms of like posting frequency has looked like. That makes sense. And also like, what a amazing testament to the fact that Instagram does not have to be your full-time job <laughs> in order yeah. for it to work. Um, so now that you're posting three times a week and obviously that. I'm sure you're like more intentional with the posts that are going out when they're only going out three times a week. What's kind of your approach to your strategy now that it's like, I need to make an impression with only three, you know, efforts or opportunities rather than seven. How do you kind of approach that now? Yeah, good question. So a big part of the reason why I actually scaled back, obviously for the experimenting as I was talking about, but also because I recognized that I really wanted to re-strategize like my marketing strategy as a whole for my business. And so for me, my marketing strategy leading up until really the beginning of 2023 was solely Instagram. Like that's where a majority of my business came from. But I realized that in 2023, I really wanted to uh, transition in a lot of different ways, building, building content strategies that were a little bit more I guess evergreen. So they last a little bit longer, meaning that, you know, I'm on platforms like podcasts or like YouTube channels or having blog posts that like are more of those, not necessarily like it has to be a long form piece of content, but content that lasts a lot longer. You know, when you post on Instagram, mm -hmm. you're talking about, you know, a 24 hour, maybe six week time span, which is not a lot of time. And it's not to say that that isn't important. I think that Instagram is such an important platform for business owners to be on, but I just recognize like, like, I want to be able to put myself in places where if I don't show up, like, I just, uh, not just, I am pregnant. And so I am taking time away in November. And like, that was a huge thing for me too. like moving into this new year. I was like, Hey, you know, if I want to start working less, but still make the same amount of money and still have visibility for my business, how am I going to make that happen? And so that was a huge thing that I was thinking about as well. And so for me, I post Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Instagram, but on Tuesdays, I have a podcast episode that goes out. And on Thursdays, I have an email that goes out. And so that's that way it for me has been, uh, a way that I can kind of transition a little bit more into having that content that lasts a little bit longer. My podcast episodes, I'm turning those into blog posts. I'm turning those into YouTube videos. So I'm repurposing in all these different areas. And so going back to your question around the intentionality, like, yes, it is so much more intentional when I am posting on social media, specifically on Instagram, because I am posting a lot less, but also like just getting really intentional with where I'm showing up based off of my overall goals. And when I very first started my business, it made sense for me to be mainly on Instagram. That's where a lot of my visibility, that's where my community was built up. And I know that without that community that I built there, that my podcast, it would have taken a lot longer to, you know, take off. And it would have, you know, and all these other things. And there's no right or wrong way to necessarily go about doing those things. And in, in terms of like steps, like, it's not like you have to start on Instagram and then you can launch a pot. Like it has nothing to do mm -hmm. with that. But for me, looking back on my journey, I'm really grateful that I did start with Instagram and that was my focus because I've been able to build such an amazing community there. Um, but now I have the opportunity to kind of like go in different ways and be intentional with like my overall marketing strategy versus just looking at Instagram marketing. That makes sense. And I think also like, I just love talking about the fact that like, like you said, everyone's life is different. Like when you started, it was very different than now when you're due soon, which congratulations, by the way, that's coming up so soon. Oh my God. So exciting. Is it your first? Yes. 
Oh, congratulations. That's so Thank exciting. Yes. Um, and I think that's, yeah, I think that's so important for people to hear that it's like your, your time of life also depends on like how you want to put in your energy into your business. Like yeah. I operate very differently in my business now as like a single woman in New York city than I did, you know, owning a home in Utah like, yeah. when my rent was, you know, a third of what it is now. Um, yeah. so it's, it's very dependent on time of life. So I think that's so good for people to hear that you can like repurpose and spread things out when it comes to, so let's say someone is wanting to start their like Instagram journey now, or yeah. is wanting to like almost restart, you know, realign, um, really get serious about it. What do you recommend when people start? Because I think right now, like not right now, actually it's been years. The algorithm has just been like this boogeyman. Like it's just so talked up. It feels so scary. Um, what do you kind of recommend for people wanting to get started in order to, you know, overcome that fear of the algorithm and like the terror it rains on small business owners. Yeah, for sure. So I want to start with not your question. I want to start with the algorithm and then I want to start, then I want to talk about like what it would look like, what I'd recommend getting started. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be brutally honest here about the algorithm. Please. It doesn't change as much as we think it does. Like, yes, it is constantly changing. Don't get me wrong. And there are multiple different algorithms for different aspects of Instagram. So there's a reels algorithm. There's an explore page algorithm. There's a stories algorithm. So there's all these different algorithms and they are always changing on a day-to-day basis based off of consumer behavior. And so the way that you and I interact on social media, um, specifically, obviously on Instagram, that is directly impacting the way that the algorithm changes. And so we have the ability as consumers on social media to affect the way that the algorithm is changing. And that being said, though, these micro changes that happen, like, unless you are the algorithm, you're not going to know what those things are. And so anyone who's like claiming like, oh, like XYZ is changed in the algorithm, like unless Instagram itself, like Adam Mossery, the head of Instagram or Instagram itself has come out and said, this has changed. Like, we don't know that. Like, yes, of course, there are things that, you know, through experimenting, which is what my sole purpose is as an Instagram Mm -hmm. expert is to do that hard, heavy lifting of like experimenting. Like I can, I can have theories on things that where I'm like, Hey, I think that this is probably the case, but also ultimately like do I know that like is that like a rule in the algorithm no no not necessarily until Instagram comes out and says something about it and so there are a lot of times where we do think like oh well the algorithm's changed I get that direct message all the time where it's like what's changed in the algorithm you know Mm -hmm. like my, my posts are down and I'm like nothing's changed in the algorithm I mean again technically yes every single day these little micro changes but it's not like this huge thing where it's like you know one week suddenly the algorithm just like changes and if that is the case and there have been times where that has happened Instagram will let us know and so that's something I just want to say is like don't blame the algorithm and I know that like that's like so typical of an Instagram expert to say but like truly though like if you are not seeing the results that you want to see, like go look at Adam Mossery's Instagram account, see if he shared any updates, see if, you know, Instagram has released any articles. Instagram actually just released an article in, I believe in July and it's a great article and it's all about shedding light on how the algorithm works. Go read that article. You can see and understand how the algorithm works through that. And again, if there were any updates that would happen, Instagram would let you know. So go there. Go to Adam Ostery, go to Instagram, see if there are any updates that have happened. If not, then it's not the algorithm, it's your content. So 
just hard truth there. And I, again, no, I am so typical. I love to hear it. I'm like, no, lay it out on the line. Cause I, I'm like, and I know I've even done that where I'm like, oh, the algorithm. And then I'm like, Eden, this does not have a, per- it's not a person. It doesn't yeah. have like preferences. Like if it's not responding well to the data, that's on you. And I think yeah. that's a, it's a hard truth to come to terms with. Like you have to yeah. set your ego aside a little and be like, this content is not what people want to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't want to interrupt you. Keep going. What does that no, look like good. when you're getting started then now that you've like accepted the truth that it is reflective of you and not the algorithm? <laughs> Yeah. And so getting started, I really like to think back on my journey and people ask me all the time, you know, like, oh, do I need to do a 90 day real challenge to grow on Instagram? And the answer is no. I think that there are benefits to it, but the benefits are actually different than what most people would think. Like, I don't truly believe that like the 90 days in and of itself, like that exact number was like the magical number for me to necessarily grow. Uh, I think that you can grow on Instagram by not posting 90 reels in 90 days. And I'm not just think I know that you can do that. For mm-hmm. me, though, what I learned through that time period was really, really, really important in in my growth, meaning that, you know, as I was posting that high volume of content, I realized what content I liked creating. I realized what content my audience liked consuming. I had a freaking shiz ton of data and insights to look at and say, this isn't working. This is working. Or this post got on the explore page and this one didn't. So what's different about this? Or, you know, I had so much data to look at because I was posting at such a high uh, quantity. Um, Also, I realized what topics I like talking about. So my niche changed over time as I was creating that volume. Again, though, looking all really stemming from this data here. And also I became such a better content creator because I was creating at such high quantities. And is that to say that you have to create at such high quantities to achieve all those things? No, and especially not within that short amount of time period. But like also too, like if you're posting, you know, let's just say you're like, hey, I want to post three times a week. That's great. But just recognize that it might take you a little bit longer to see those results, not because of necessarily the exact number of times you have to post to see results, but because of what you're learning through the posting of those things. And so for you, if you're looking to start your Instagram account over again, again, is it to say you need to do a 90 day real challenge? No. Do, do I think that there's a lot of things that you can learn from doing something like that? Yes. And is that to say that you need to, be, need to keep posting at that quantity for the rest of your life? No. But also like there's just so much you can learn from, from that type of data in that quantity. So what I would recommend though, if you're just getting started on Instagram, optimization is number one. So SEO is becoming increasingly important on Instagram. What does SEO mean? It's search engine optimization. So think of Instagram turning it like Instagram is kind of like a little mini Google now, like not anywhere near as complex as Google itself. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the search bar on Instagram and you type in a keyword like gardening, there's going to be posts that come up. There's going to be accounts that come up there. And so you want to make sure that you are SEO optimized based off of the keywords that make the most sense for your niche. So those need to be in your bio. Those need to be in your captions. Those need to be in hashtags. Those need to be in your alt text. Um, There's so many different places where you can add in those keywords there. So that's the first thing is like optimization, utilizing keywords for SEO. So your content and your account is being seen um, when people are searching for those certain words. Also optimization in general though, is like 
with the lines of your bio. Like your first line of your bio needs to explain who it is that you serve, how it is that you help them, and also what it is that you do. The second line of your bio needs to expand upon things that make you unique. So maybe even your content pillars. The third line of your bio, what makes you credible? And then the fourth line, what is your call to action statement? You need to have pinned content at the very top of your feed that gives people a sample as to what it looks like when they're going to go throughout the rest of your feed. Same thing for your reels tab. So you can post up to six or pin up to six pieces of content, three on your feed, three on your reels tab. Those need to be optimized um, to, again, create conversation and also to give people a taste of what it's going to look like when they consume the rest of your content. There needs to be aesthetics there. You need to have branding. So, and there's, I mean, with optimization, that's a whole, like we could have an entire podcast just on optimization. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first step if you're getting started is to really think about those things. And it might seem overwhelming right now. It doesn't need to be perfect when you get started. It doesn't need to be the perfect branding. It doesn't need to be the perfect fonts, the perfect bio, the perfect keywords. Like you're going to figure those things out as you go, but just get started because starting is better than not starting at all. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the second thing that I would say is really focus on creating like a bank of content. And this doesn't mean that you need to post all of these at once, but like when you go to someone's Instagram account, just think about how this is from like a consumer perspective. When you go to someone's Instagram account and they're a new account and they only have like two or three posts, like how inclined are you to follow them? Probably not heavily not. inclined. <laughs> Yeah. Unless they're like, you know, like some big account and then they just started another account and they say, Hey, go fall. Like then of course that's going to happen. But most of the time you're not going to. And and why is that? Because as consumers, we're thinking, Oh, this person might give up. Like that's truly like at the back of our head is like, I don't want to follow this person if they're not going to be consistent. Right. And also like, I don't know what to expect moving forward because there's not enough content here for me to kind of get an idea of what that's going to look like. And so creating content consistently, and I would say even like up to the point where you're you have like 30 posts on your feed like that's probably when you're going to start to grow a lot more number one you have the data to be able to look back on three posts is not enough data to look at and be able to you know uh, shift your your strategy based off of that information but also you know three posts isn't enough for people to want to follow you so think about yourself as a consumer and what you would do you're probably not going to follow people who only have three posts because you want to be able to binge their feed you want to be able to see the value that they provide and see that they're not going to give up because you don't want to just follow someone who's just going to you know become a, you know a ghost on Instagram within the next two weeks. So that's really important is having that base. Another thing that I would say getting started is collaborate with with other people. This is such a great way to gain visibility and also to build your own credibility in your space. Does this need to be 10 times a week that you're collaborating? No, obviously not. Like I would shoot for like one or two times per month where you're collaborating. And that could be a live video that you do. That could be a a picture that you collaborate on. It could be a reel that you collaborate on. Any of those things are really great. Um, And then the other thing that I would say too, in terms of getting started, and this one again is such a classic from an Instagram coach, but like find your niche, like at least get started in, in a topic that you think that you would like to move in that direction. Does it need to be again, the perfect niche getting started? No. And I think that you're going to really figure out and refine things over time. Um, as you create more content, as you realize what you like talking about and what other people like consuming based off of, again, your analytics, and also just looking at your content, um, from the perspective of like, do I actually enjoy consuming this? So I would say that those are my biggest tips for getting started. 
those are so helpful. I'm like, that's all so helpful. It's me like, do we have more than one pinned post? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm like, one, when you said alt text, what does that mean? Like, I didn't even realize you could do alt text. Like, I do, so for context, Instagram is kind of like, it's always been my focus to have that kind of be more of a brand builder and relationship builder. Yep. And then it sounds like you do as well. Like we have a big focus on like SEO and I use yep. Pinterest a lot. Um, so I'm like, alt text is huge in SEO when I'm doing like yeah. my blog posts or optimizing our web pages, but that is not something I've experimented with on Instagram at all. Could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So when you are going to, and this only is applicable if you are posting like a picture or a carousel post, reels don't have this option, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. And alt text is, it was really created for accessibility. Um, So for those who are, um, I actually don't even know like specifically what it's for. Like I I just know. I think it's for like visual impairments, right? So that like they, because I'm like, I know that's what it is in SEO. It's like, you can use the alt text to, you know, focus on your keywords, but it's also supposed to describe the image so that anyone that's visually impaired can, you know, have it be spoken out loud and like know what was in the image, I think. Yes, no, that that's 100% correct. Um, I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. Yes, that's exactly what alt text is for. But alt text also has a dual purpose, which is for SEO. And so if you are posting a carousel post, if you go to the page where you can type in your caption at the very bottom, there's going to be a place that says like advanced settings if you tap on that it'll bring you to a page where you can tap on alt text and then it'll bring up like if you have a carousel post that has let's just say five different slides on it it'll bring up five different places where you can type in alt text and that's where you would again just describe your image describe your post so if it has like uh text based on it so like let's just say you're sharing like five posing tips or something and mm-hmm. I don't know something along those lines or like five tips for your reels like what does each of those slides say and like you can describe those and if it's just a picture where it's like you know fashion picture you know taken on taken in a garage in Utah I don't know something along yeah. those lines where you're just going to describe whatever it is that you're seeing and all of those things like you really want them to be keyword rich because that's going to be picked up by the algorithm and so now if I do type in let's just say fashion and something to do with Utah in the search bar on Instagram your content is now going to show up underneath that keyword search so that's that's how alt text works on Instagram and it's just another place to add in those keywords Oh, that's fascinating. I'm like, I didn't realize Instagram even had that ability. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's wild. It is a little mini search engine. Um, okay, so like, do you have a specific technique now in regards to like, I feel like my thing right now with Instagram is there's so many options. Like they've added, I feel like they've tried really hard to, you know, compete with all the other marketing tools, but in a way where I almost like when I found out about channels, I was like, what like I there's so (laughs) many things going on now between like lives reels guides I'm like guides are still a thing but I feel like they never get talked about the channels the explore page blah 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 um are there like a top three things that you recommend people focus on content wise um because I know it can get really overwhelming to like see everything that Instagram can do and be like how do I do all of that 
Yeah, for sure. Number one, reels. Number two, carousel posts. And number three, stories. Those are the the three big ones for me. Um, I mean, if you wanted to go to a top five, like I would say, focus on your highlights and updating those highlights. And then I would say using the collaboration feature on Instagram. I would say that that's probably my top five. Um, but I mean, ultimately, though, I think it just it so totally depends on your overall strategy for not just like your Instagram growth, but for your business in general, your niche in general, like for example, you know, live videos, I rarely go, go live on Instagram. Like I can't even tell you the last time that I went live on Instagram. I think that it's really great for when you're getting started on Instagram, just because people can get to see you in a very unedited type of setting. And so I think that it's really great for building community when you're first getting started. Is that to say that it's like, like you have to do that to be able to build a community and grow no I think there's again five bajillion different ways that you can do things but I would say that live videos are really great for that um live videos are also really great for collaborations I'd say that's probably one of the easier ways to collaborate for sure um but I would say too like it depends on your niche like for example in like the motherhood like this isn't a niche but like in the motherhood industry like sleep training and like uh giving birth and like postpartum like lives are really powerful in that niche because that mm-hmm. like motherhood community they love tuning into that they love longer conversations and so like it depends on your niche in that sense too and then like the conversation are like broadcast channels um, which is just basically for anyone who doesn't know it's a one-way channel where you can communicate with your audience so think of it like a direct message thread but like anyone can join it but only you can be the one that's posting inside of there which is a really great way for you to keep your audience like updated so I would say you know if you're a business where you have a lot of um like flash sales going on or like you're doing restocks of things or like just a lot of like updates and announcements that you just want to keep people um you know updated without having to send out and like maybe an email every single time that channel would be really great for you but also like if you're listening to this and you're like that's not applicable to me then don't do it you know it's like you don't have to utilize every single feature on Instagram in order to grow and then there are a lot of features on Instagram that also are not important for growth like the notes feature on Instagram, not important for growth. It can be utilized in other ways though, like to connect with your community and to, you know, keep people updated again. Like there, there are just so many different features where it just depends on your overall goal. That totally makes sense. Um, how would you, I also think like one of my favorite things to talk to my clients about is the fact that like everyone's need for sales is very different. Like when I was a wedding photographer, I only needed to sell, you know, 20 people a year. Like that was so minimal in terms of like quantity. Um, And like, even now, like my one-on-one coaching, like I'm never going to have more than 20 one-on-one coaching clients a year. Um, However, for like my passive income, I have to reach so much more than 20 people. Otherwise I'm not gonna be able to pay rent. So it's like very different approaches for um, like service-based versus product-based. Is there like a big difference in Instagram strategy or like recommendations that you would have for one versus the other? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, if we're talking about, let's just say that you have a course and this course is, I don't know, $147 and that's the only offer that you have. That is your main offer and you want to make, you know, let's just say six figures per year. Okay, well, let's reverse engineer how many people we're going to have to reach, you know, and then we have to get really realistic about our audience. And I don't know off the top of my head, like if we wanted to make $100,000, what that would actually look like. I'm not, I know, I'm like, 
Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, I think you would have to sell a thousand of them, right? Because you would have, I'm like, I'm adding the zeros. I think you would I have know, to sell a thousand like, of them. Let me pull out the calculator here. Well, this actually, yes, because a hundred, yeah, because a hundred thousand <laughs> divided by a hundred would be a thousand. Yes, I feel confident in that, I think. Yeah, so it's like 47 will make it. Oh, yeah, 680 <laughs> is what yep. I came up with. Now I'm like, wait, was that wrong? No, yeah, that makes sense because of the 50. Yeah, the extra yeah. 40. So, yep. So that like is, 680. And then if we divide that by 12, so you're looking at like making 56 sales, you know, average per month. Obviously, there might be months that make more and some that make less, but you're looking at 56 people. And that's a lot of people, you know, to be bringing in. So now you have to ask yourself, okay, based off of my audience size, does that like, am I able to hit that goal based off of my audience size? So if you have a thousand followers on Instagram, not realistic, right? In terms of uh, being able to bring that amount of people in if you're running ads then maybe that's a, that's a whole nother conversation right because now we're able to reach an audience uh, a way bigger audience by um, not having quite as big of uh, an Instagram following but for like if we're just talking like like organic growth, organic marketing. So not paid advertising then, you know, and again, there's not like a set statistic on this. There is for email marketing where it's like, oh, if you have X amount of subscribers, you know, you can kind of expect to convert X amount of people. Um, but with Instagram followers, there's not really that same type of statistic, but I would say like it, that could probably correlate pretty well, actually with your um, email subscribers to like Insta Instagram. So like, I mean, you're not, you're not going to convert 50% of your audience on Instagram. Like I would say there's probably very, 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 very few, if really any <laughs> creators and business owners out there that are going to convert 50% of their audience. Like it's probably more like realistically like 5%. So now if we're looking at, you know, 5% of a thousand, it's like, okay, well, how many, you know, how many people mm -hmm. or how many followers do we need to have to be able to hit this goal and not just hit this goal one time, but like hit this goal on a yearly basis, you know? And so I think it's just getting realistic about what that looks like. And of course, like we're just talking just Instagram, like you could be on a, a bunch of different platforms. You could be utilizing email marketing. You could be, you know, you could be a guest on people's podcasts and that's creating visibility. Like there's so many different ways to create visibility, but like if we're just talking about Instagram, like, yes, like you have to have visibility in order to make sales. Cause it doesn't matter how great your product, your service, your offer is if people don't know about it, then you're not going to be able to make money, you know? Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, then the conversation is like, okay, well, I only need to take on, you know, 10 clients per year for whatever it is. Let's just say that you are a copywriter or something along those lines. Um, maybe you don't need to have an audience of a hundred thousand people to be able to hit your goal of 10 clients per year. Maybe you really truly only need like you know, maybe 5,000 followers on Instagram. And so that totally shifts perspective too of like aligning your goals with how you're going to show up on Instagram. Cause I think so many people don't even think about that. They're just like, I have to have 20, 50, a hundred thousand followers on Instagram to hit my goals. But I'm like, actually like, let's take the time to reverse engineer what that actually needs to look like. And most people are so surprised that they don't actually need as big of an audience as they think that they need in order to hit their goals. And it's not to say that like, I want to discourage you from hitting, you know, from like having the goal of hitting 50,000 followers if you don't need to. Like, obviously that's a great goal to have. And I think visibility is great to have, but it's like, if that is your goal, it's like, okay, well maybe we focus more on the marketing side of things versus the Instagram growth side of things. So yeah, there's, it, it, to me, it all comes back to like reverse engineering where it's like, hey, what is my income goal? And like, how can I work backwards to like hit that income goal? That makes 
so much sense and I think is like so important for people to hear that like yeah you don't have to you don't have to have a hundred thousand followers in order to hit the goals that you want to and like I will say like I know super successful people that have a hundred thousand followers and I know like crazy successful people that have a thousand and they just have yeah. such a beautiful connection with that thousand that they fill their books constantly um yep. so that's amazing advice thank you for sharing that um to wrap up if you could give people like like if they took one thing which I'm like for anyone listening I hope you took more than one thing because I've learned <laughs> a lot but I'm like if they if you could give like one piece of advice either mindset or like actionable steps or whatever it may be to people as they approach their Instagram marketing what immediately comes to mind what immediately comes to mind for me is really looking at your your business as like a whole and Instagram as part of that. Cause I think a lot of times as business owners, we go straight to our Instagram strategy and building that without really looking at like, again, what is our goal in terms of income? What is our goal in terms of client? Like, what is our goal in terms of how we're going to show up on other social media platforms? Like, what is our overall goal? Like does Instagram, you know, showing up on Instagram at, you know, X capacity makes sense in terms of our overall goal. And so it's like, instead of working from Instagram backwards, it's like, let's work from our business goals first. And then like having Instagram as part of that. Cause I think that Instagram again is so powerful. And I still like, I, I, I'm a huge believer that like, no matter what business you're in, like you should be on Instagram. In my opinion, it is one of the best platforms that you can possibly be on as a business owner. That being said though, does it make sense for you to show up at the capacity of seven times, you know, posting seven times? It might not, or it might make sense, you know, depending again on your goals. And so for me, it's like, not just like, what are your goals right now, but also like reevaluating those on like a quarterly basis, because each season of your life, as we were talking about at the beginning of this episode is going to change things too. And like what my season of life looks like in quarter four of this year, it's going to completely change the way that I show up on social media versus what quarter one of this year looked like. And so I think that like having that time to like sit down and like really look at like your overall business um, strategy and your overall business goals versus just looking at it from just the Instagram perspective, because Instagram is just, again, it's just one hat that we wear. It's just one part of the overall piece in our business and our success but so many people look at it as if it is the end all be all uh the only thing that we need to do when, it, when that's not the case so that that would be my big goal or my um, my, big goal, my big piece of no advice. it's okay <laughs> goals have been goals have been talked about quite a bit oh my gosh well no this was so helpful Maya thank you so much for coming on and sharing like so much of your knowledge and wisdom about something that I think truly like the stress and like the tangible effect I see Instagram have on entrepreneurs is like so saddening so it's like yeah. so nice to like hear from you who's an expert in Instagram and like hear this advice and like learn these lessons in order to make it something that's more approachable and digestible for these entrepreneurs as they approach their marketing so thank you so so much for coming on this has been amazing Thank you for having me. I love this conversation. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. I'm like, I'm so excited to go back and listen again. Um, obviously we will share um, and link everything in the show notes, but can you tell us where we can find you on the internet and like where's best to learn from you? Yes, for sure. So I'm at Maya Nicole, basically everywhere. That's my website. That's my Instagram. That's my TikTok, my Pinterest, my YouTube, everything. So make it easy amazing. for you. <laughs> we love that. Um, and we will have that linked for you guys in the show notes that you can find Maya everywhere. And Maya, thank you so much. Again, this was so incredible. Thanks for having me. 